In today's episode, we're speaking to Paul Evans. Paul is an award-winning business coach, speaker, and a mastermind mentor who is highly sought after in the UK by six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs and business owners to help them break through the scaling-up ceiling. With an impressive 20-year track record of helping business owners generate hundreds of millions of pounds in additional sales, profits, and shareholder value, Paul is a catalyst that business owners seek when they feel frustrated and overwhelmed and want to accelerate their growth to seven figures without wasting time, energy, and money learning by trial and error. And today, Paul will be telling us how he went from being uh, selling to his siblings in a very small scale to now helping multi, uh, multi seven figure earners and uh, scaling all the way up to seven, eight, nine figures. Let's speak to Paul and find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. I'm speaking to a gentleman who's actually my mentor and I'm so, so privileged to be speaking to him. Welcome, Paul. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a real treat to be here. Looking forward to this conversation. So thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, Paul. You are, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. So um, for the last seven, uh, well, how many, 20 years now, I've really been helping entrepreneurs, particularly six-figure entrepreneurs, to scale to seven figures in sales, profits, and exit value. So um, part of my expertise is really helping entrepreneurs to, to go through what we call the scale-up ceiling, which is where they're trading time for money, hustling really hard, and then how they shift to uh, building teams, building systems, building processes, and ultimately getting themselves into a place where the business is valuable enough to either extract them from the day-to-day operation so that it pays them like an investor and gives them the freedom that they desired and wanted when they started, or they're in a position to actually sell the business and, you know, take that capital event uh, that all entrepreneurs really kind of set up with an intention of doing, um, and then actually exit and and then go do something else, go do the next venture, the next business. So they're the two kind of things that that tend to happen at the end of what we call the grown-up business journey. So it's building a grown-up business that has shareholder value um, and also pays you like an investor, which is really kind of the promise at the end of the journey. So last year we had... Uh, 27.5 million pounds worth of exits for clients wow. who built, you know, built businesses and scaled them and um, successfully built them so they were sustainable mm-hmm. over the long term. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're, you know, that's that's what we've been perfecting as a system now for the last 20 years. Fabulous, and that's the reason how we came. I came from because so you were actually recommended to me by my accountant, and yes. he knew what I was doing and what I was building. And he said, "Look, I can recommend somebody who can help you in that journey." And I'm so glad I found you. So, Paul, tell us. I mean, I, when I was speaking to you the other day, and um, you know, on our introduction call, you mentioned so many things which, which struck a chord with me. You've had 
quite a journey yourself with a real yes. survey health scare <laughs> recently, you know, not few, not too long ago. Talk us through how did you end up being in this? And, and just to put these things in perspective, because we are working with entrepreneurs who are making seven, eight, nine, even 10 figures, and they have different challenges and different, um, you know, demeanors and um, personalities. And all of these are very alpha Male or female, doesn't really matter. Um, I'm an alpha female, so it's perfectly fine. But they have very strong personalities. And to be able to, you know, to be able to have the the, the strength in character and the courage and the, you know, to, to steer them in the right direction and the gumption to say, look, I know what's best for you. And this is what I recommend. And it's up to you to choose it or not, but this is what I'm going to do. It's difficult. I think it requires a lot, a lot for um, strength in character and self-belief. So I know your journey has got you to this point because of um, yes. yeah, of, of the various challenges. Talk yeah. us through how did you end up being at this? I would say it's a great role. It's a very glamorous role, but it's a very difficult role as well. <laughs> yeah, how is. did you get here? Uh, okay, there's a lot to unpack in what you just asked there. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, did, if we go back, if we go back a while, right. So I've been yeah. doing this 20 years, first of all. So if we go back before that, I'm an entrepreneur first and foremost, that's where my career has been about um, fascination with primarily sales and marketing was where I started out, but also mm-hmm. understanding that I was fascinated by what made a business work. Right. So why do some people in some industries do phenomenally well, where there's somebody else in the same industry struggles to make a living, right? What is the difference that makes mm-hmm. the difference? And that was really what started my, my whole kind of journey into this world. And, you know, I laughingly tell the story that uh, sort of jokingly tell the story that I started out my selling career by selling my Smurfs to my sister when she was, when I was seven years old. Um, and that was kind of the first transaction where I made money and went, Oh, this is interesting, right? You can get paid for selling things. And then it started to go down that journey of kind of like signs of, you know, building build relationships and understand that actually um, everything was a, you know, is an education. And that was really the thing that kind of changed my life. Um, I wasn't diagnosed as dyslexic till I was 15. Mm. So I went through school struggling academically, like really found it hard and didn't understand. And, and the school system back then didn't understand that, you know, dyslexic people have different brains. They think differently. Um, and actually it's a massive superpower if you understand it and know how to it use is. it. It is. I agree. I agree. It's, it's a it's massive another, another dyslexic person here. So yep. it's a definite superpower for sure. Yeah, it, but, but society doesn't recognize that because, but we're starting to now to be fair like linkedin now you can put um hashtag made by dyslexia on your profile there is a skill set on linkedin of being dyslexic you can actually call it tag yourself as being dyslexic so people understand it it's a massive value creator but um for me i was always fascinated with like what made businesses work and so i started out in a family business and i and i was you know i was in that for five years with my father built that business um my father's first induction on day one to me was here's a map here's an area here's the products that we sell go out and generate business i was like uh, okay. Like that's the training. Yes, that's the training. Um, but I was very fortunate that I got dragged and sort of screaming and kicking into the world of personal development by attending a, a seminar. Uh, back in the day when I was like 19 or 20, I got dragged to a seminar that was a, a, an MLM presentation. So, you know, network marketing, fine. And and whilst the business didn't really do anything for me in terms of what the product range was, but what it did excite me was a speaker on stage. He said, listen, you know, if you want to be more successful, the first thing you've got to do is invest in yourself. Before mm-hmm. you invest in product, before you invest in you know, marketing, the first thing you've got to do is develop yourself. You are the number one investment you've got to make on all your life. And um, they said something that changed my life, which was if you if you do nothing else but take 10% of everything you earn for the rest of your life and invest it back in training you, it'll be the best investment you ever make. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting at the back of the room and thinking, 
well, I want to be where they are. I want to be doing what they're doing. What, you know, I, that's my goal, but okay, if I'm here, how do I get there? And, and the answer was to start learning and start developing and start, you know, start studying. And back then it was still tapes and books and there weren't podcasts, <laughs> you know, like, I sound ancient now saying this is oh, terrible. Wait, but... wait, wait, wait. I remember <laughs> tapes. I remember, I remember the tapes. I remember the oh, CDs. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've got a massive collection in one of my cupboards of all the CD programs that I've ever bought. And, yeah. I keep them now as a momentum of the fact that I've been around long enough to have these, you know, they're collectibles now. And, um, you know, and I started listening to things like Brian Tracy and, and Zig Ziglar and guys like that. And I would listen in the car and I would then go into, you know, sales meetings or appointments with potential clients. And I would use what I was listening to on the tape and I, and it would work and I would come out with orders and I would go, well, that works. Let's keep doing it. And I, I sort of got addicted to this idea of like learn and test and learn and test and learn and test. And, you know, within two years, I think it was two years, I'd built the, the area up for, to doing over a million pounds a year in revenue. My dad's like, well, how the hell did you do that? And I was like, well, I just, I literally, literally you know, driving around seven, eight hours a day, listening to all this input, this incredible information, and then applying it. And, and you know, I remember having a, a conversation with my father at a board meeting where he said, I think it's a waste of time. You're spending all this money on all these books and tapes and stuff. I think it's really ridiculous. I think, I don't, I, I don't think you should be doing it. And I said to him, listen, I promise you one day it's going to pay off, right? One day this will pay will pay off and you know we've had conversations in recent years where he's gone i never understood did i that, that back then this was going to be a profession for you and i was, I was like no you didn't you didn't get that one but i but to be fair at, at that time you just you know you're, you're trying to learn skills right and i think one of the most important things that any entrepreneur can suddenly re realize and it's a massive light bulb when you have it is that your job is to acquire the next level of skills that you need to go to where you want to go and you're only going to grow your business to the level of your capability and your confidence and capability is something you can develop uh, but you have to put the time in you have to put the hours in you've got to study you've got to learn it because you don't know what you don't know yeah and and it, for me, it's like if you if you're consistent with your commitment to learning, and that's you become a lifelong learner, and mm -hmm. that's something that is an identity shift. When you go, listen, I, I know that there's not if I want to learn uh, trading, or I want to learn sales, or I want to learn marketing. There are tons of people you can listen to. I want to learn how to manifest money. You can listen to you. You know, there's loads of people I can get around now, incredibly for free most of the yeah. time, insanely so. But you can go and start your journey at a level now. Just put the time in. But be consistent. You have to have that view of like, where am I going to be in 10 or 20 years time? And as a result of kind of getting into that, I left the family business with my father, went out on my own, um, had two or three businesses that, that you know, didn't really do particularly well. Um, I remember one that I'd laughingly take over talk about where we, I, I teamed up with somebody and we just tried to sell um, door to, it sounds mad that we say now, but door to door selling, we tried to sell door to door in very rich neighborhoods, people on having portraits done of their family to hang on the wall. And shockingly, it didn't work out as a business, right? Like surprise, surprise, right? But, it, but you learn from that and, and, you know, you learn, okay, great this is <laughs> there isn't a demand here there's no mm. there's no problem we are solving here so now this is a very hard thing to sell yeah. and you and you kind of get all those lessons and yeah i was very lucky i went to a uh, j abraham seminar in london met two two incredible guys and uh, we ended up selling a business and we raised some money and um three years later that business was doing 15 million pounds and we sold it to a corporate and you know you go well okay that's that's incredible and yeah but actually a lot of that was the hard work i've been putting in for nearly eight years yeah. was what made that work and made the, you know that that apply i then i then made one of the you know the, the the danger is if you make money young, and this is my experience anyway, is that you then think you've cracked the code. 
Mm. And, and you ha- and I hadn't, and I thought I had, and my accountant at the time wasn't the right accountant. And he just said, oh, you know, you become an investor. And I was like, again, I didn't study investing. I didn't go and read the books. I didn't pay attention. I, did, I just thought, oh, well, you just basically invest in things and you mm. money can't, and, or I didn't go and do what I'd worked before from a learning perspective. I didn't go and study um, becoming an investor or understand myself to understand whether I was the right temperament or the right profile to do investing or what kind of investing would even suit me. And then, you know, spectacularly within about 18 months, I've managed to lose all the money I'd acquired in the previous like five of years. Course. And it's, you know, but at the time, you know, you live life forward and understand it backwards. But for me, that was a massive wake up call around, listen, you know, just because you've made money once, the, the skill of making money is one thing. The skill of keeping money is a totally different skill. Mm-hmm. The skill of investing it, totally different skill again. To skill of raising it, completely different. But very few people ever unpack that or explain yeah. that. As an entrepreneur, you need to have about four or five different money skills and they're, they're completely different. And you can be brilliant at one and lousy at the other and, and it won't work. And I think for me, that would that was where I, you know, I ended up going to a, uh, a franchise exhibition. So I got down to, my, I got down to the last £10,000, right? So I got divorced and you know, got separated, all that stuff. And um, I got down to my last £10,000 on a credit card and I went to a franchise show and bought a domestic cleaning business because there's always going to be a market for people who don't want to clean their house, right? Like, like that is a, a basic level that's never going away as a demand. And the busier we get, the more the demand was there. And I figured that out. And I figured out that if I delivered 10,000 leaflets by hand um, whilst walking around listening to personal development CDs, uh, go, right? I, I could know the math. 10,000 would require, would give me, like I think it was about 10,000 leaflets gave me 500 appointments. Say, for example, and out of 500 appointments, I'd close. Uh, say 250 and 250 clients on a monthly retainer would generate X amount of money. And I was like, well, I can scale this. I'm, this is maths. I can do this. This is just input versus output. And that was, that was the business that got me back on my feet. It was like, it allowed me to, you know, make some money, allowed me to pay off some debts. Um, you know, it was two years of slogging around, you know, industrial sort of housing estates, posting leaflets and all the rest of it by hand. But that I didn't have any cash to pay people. Now you'd understand, you'd go, well, just hire somebody to do it. But back then I didn't have that. Mm. And then that led me to the, the world of business coaching, you know, in terms of, you know, being at an event and seeing somebody going, hey, here's an opportunity, it's a brand new industry. And I was like, well, that's basically what I've wanted to do all my life, which was help people fundamentally coming from that value set of like, you know, serve and add value and help people, but help people and at the same time get to learn a lot about a lot of different industries. I've done over 500 industries that have broken through seven figures. Um, you know, some are very different, easier than others. Some are, everyone's got their own challenges, but it was a massive education for me. Um, and that's how I got, that's how I came to the industry 20 years ago, you know, and that, that's, that's my, that was my journey into it. So I'm fundamentally an entrepreneur who also coaches, um, <laughs> as a, as opposed to, I'm you know, like a business coach that, you know, I have other businesses. This is something that surprises people. You know, I have a video production company, have a leadership and team building company, have a digital marketing agency. I I'm fundamentally an entrepreneur who loves to coach and teach people, but I'm playing the game just like everybody else. So I'm very transparent about what's working and what's not, because I'm in it like you. I've had to deal with COVID just like you. You know, we yeah. had to furlough people just like you. You know, I, I'm I'm playing the game the same way you're playing it. 
I just might be further down the road and I've got a little bit more experience because I've worked with 500 people. So I've, I've seen patterns that most people don't get mm. to see if you only run one business. Yeah. This is the thing. If you run one business, it's very hard to spot the patterns. Whereas if you're coaching, you know, right now we've got 47 people in different programs with our, with me and my coach, a team of coaches. And if you're coaching 47 businesses, you see patterns really fast about what's working and what's not. And you can start to see what fixes it at each level. And each level has a different set of tools that are needed to, to get fixed. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of work that out because you see it enough and the patterns repeat. But whereas I think most people, if you're just running one business, whether it's a million, you know, the strategies that get you to a million are very different to the ones that get you to 5 million versus what you do that goes from five to 15 versus 15 to 35 to hundred. It's very different. But if you've never climbed that mountain before, you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you don't have a map, you have no idea where you should turn left or turn right. You don't know that. Whereas, you know, my job is to be a guide for a lot of clients is to go, listen, I've been up this mountain with somebody else. This is what we did that worked. Here's the blueprint. How are we going to apply this to your business and, and your model right now? But this is the blueprint mm-hmm. rather than, you know, I, I would say to people, I'm never going to tell you how to run your business. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. My job is to show you what works across different industries, but also to give you a framework that is proven in terms of scaling value that people want to buy. And then holding you accountable to do what you need to do, even if it's uncomfortable. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I mean, I, I mean, everything you said made sense to me. And that's the reason why I came to you because I knew I had, uh, I've run multiple businesses, but scaling to the level that I want to scale up to, I needed somebody who can see the bigger picture rather than just, you know, yeah. from my perspective and sort of guide me. And I think you're right. Every business is different. Every entrepreneur is different. You cannot dictate how business should be run. That's not how things are done. You can only give them frameworks and say, look, this is what works for majority of the time and this is what would work for you and this is what i think anyone who's a true entrepreneur because they have so they're so independent so creative and thinking they can't I, nobody can dictate to me and say do, do a b and c because it's not going to work for me i just no. I, you know it, it wouldn't so i need someone to come and say okay go this is it this is okay you want to go from 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 seven to eight or to nine this is the, the path we're going to have to take and we have to adopt and mold our path as well you know because it's going to be a different journey for everybody but yeah, you need to, you'll be able to understand an entrepreneur and their um, and their struggles and their frustrations and their downturns. People forget, and I've, I've done many of, of podcasts on this. When you're on a journey, expect failure. You don't know when you're going to have fail. I mean, I'm not saying you should every every task you take, you think every every action you take, expecting it to fail. But you be prepared for it. That some of the things is just pure numbers. Right? Every, you know, every action you take is going to lead to success. Some failures have to be endured on the way. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, there's a great quote that says enthusiasm is easy, endurance is hard, right? Mm. It's easy to get fired up and go, yeah, great, but actually, can you do it when it's not easy? But if you go back to the ma- the, the the analogy that I use is climbing the mountain, right, for me, because yeah. I think it's great. If you don't go with a guide, the risks of failure are significantly higher. Yeah. If you climb in bad conditions, you know, it doesn't matter if you go, look, I'm really fit, I'm ambitious, I'm going to climb the mountain. And if there's, a, if there's a force 10 gale and your visibility is one inch in front of your face, you're going to get killed. The yeah. odds are you're going to get killed and you know the reality is you've got to understand that the economic environment is fluid it's always changing you can do the right thing at the wrong time and get 
incredibly hurt you can do the wrong thing at the right time and get away with it and think you're a genius and that's yeah. dangerous too right and you you've got to understand two things really for me this has been two massive shifts in my coaching over the years number one is you've got to understand economic cycles because mm. if you're you've got to understand you know when you're in a bubble what what do you do right and mm. also where are the opportunities secondly you've really got to understand yourself and this is why i got into profiling and psychometrics and brain research around mm. you know what makes people's brains work and how do people entrepreneurs think differently but also your team is going to be very different to my team why because yeah. i'm a different profile to you mm. so i'm going to need different things on my different people on my team as i scale right so this is why I, one of the most dangerous things in the kind of coaching and personal development space is when people pull out what i call superstars you know like elon musk and richard branson yeah. i mean even rich i mean richard branson recently closed down um the virgin the virgin orbit business because he just couldn't make it make money mm. and but but he's if you try and do what he does you, and your profile isn't the same profile as his mm. then you're going to fail because yeah. his strategies work for him because mm. his team is built for him mm. like elon musk does things because the way his brain is wired if you have a different brain to him then don't try and replicate what he's trying to do but you need to find your own path to the top of the mountain you know there's a great quote that says you know there are many different ways to climb a mountain and that's true depending on what your skill set is depends on the route you're going to take but understand that you know some days you'll walk you, you can climb the mountain at full speed because it's beautiful weather and it's fantastic and it's like go 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 other days it's incredibly bad weather you might need to actually you know go back down the mountain to a lower base camp or to a lower camp and and, and stay static and so that's business right it's the same yeah. thing sometimes you can go really fast sometimes you've got to go actually right now the conditions are right we need to actually hunker down we need to ride this storm out we need to do that that's that's what success looks like right now success doesn't look like climbing and i think if you can understand one thing as an entrepreneur, which is learn that success is going to look different at different levels. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and I think that's, re and, and, and I, it was a question I said at my scale up summit recently, where I said, listen, you have to ask the expression, which is um, one I got from uh, one of my coaches, which is like, what are you optimizing for right now? Mm. If you're optimizing for cash, it's your business is going to look very different. If you're optimizing for growth and scale, it's going to look different. Yeah. And if you're optimizing for exit, it's going to look very different again. And it's yeah. like, right, what are you actually optimizing for right now? Because it's because how you judge success is going to be different. Of so course. if you're, you know, if you're optimizing for growth and scale, you're not going to make tons of margins because you're investing in customer acquisition, team acquisition, systems, yeah. processes. You're not going to make the same level of profit as somebody who's optimizing for exit and maximizing profit on the, on the exit journey. But mm -hmm. if you're comparing yourself to that other entrepreneur, then you're going to feel like you're failing. Well, you're not, you're both, doing completely different strategies right now mm. and i think this is why it's so important to get really clear on what your scale up strategy actually is right now what are you trying to do really clear on that is it acquisition is it organic is it you know what are you trying to you know is, is it consolidation you know where are you in the cycle um but for me most people are it's kind of it's, it's that dangerous thing of like i hear one thing and i and i go well that's how success looks I give you my favorite story at the moment, right? If I could share this because it's just brilliant. Please do, yeah. So, um, an incredible lady uh, who's in, who was in, uh, who is still in running a great entrepreneur. She runs a business and it's in um, language schools, right? Mm. And uh, so, obviously, she joins F12 and she joins my mastermind program the year that COVID happens. And January, February, she's got these massive plans. Business is going to double or triple. It's going to be huge. It's a five million pound business. It's going to be massive, right? Mm. <laughs> obviously, 
end of February, world starts to lock down. First place to lock down is China. 80, mm. something like 60 or 70% of her business for language schools was Chinese. So suddenly that, I mean, she lost a million pounds of revenue in a day. Wow. Right? You, talk, yeah, you talk about resilient, you've got to be resilient. And then over the next six weeks, she lost five, literally 5 million pounds worth of revenue disappeared in six weeks. And that business went down to 50,000 pound turnover from 5 million, right? Mm. Now, you, you talk about resilience. You have to be able to hang on in that. So, you know, yeah. and I said to her, listen, the best thing you can do is stay in the mastermind right now, even though you're not growing, because if you don't have support, you'll quit. You'll have a bad day. You'll decide it's not worth the price you're paying for it and you'll quit and you'll get, and you'll just, cause you're a human, right? This is why isolation is the single biggest risk an entrepreneur can take, can do is mm -hmm. try and do it on your own. It's too dangerous to, to isolate yourself, right? It's like climbing Agreed. a mountain Agreed. on your own. Agree. You, you need the support the, the, and the yeah. higher up you want to go, the more support you need. That's really true. Yeah. And but so she hung in there for a whole year, about a year and a half, 18 months, right? Then we managed to get the business back up to about 150, 200,000 pounds by pivoting and doing different things and, and then looking after kids who couldn't go back to their countries because they were in the UK. This year, that business has bounced back, it'll do 7.5 million. Wow. Okay. So it's on for record call to record summer because. Lots of other people in the industry, guess what? They quit during the tough times. So mm. she's now got massive market share gain and she's about to complete an acquisition, which will more than double the business. So it'll go to over 15 million. Mm. And people are going to look at her and go, oh, it's, oh that's, you know, you're, it's, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, you're a genius and you're great. And I'm going to say, yes, all true. She's an incredibly talented lady, very visionary, but she was resilient in the face of overwhelming adversity to, and, and overwhelming, including her accountant telling her to close the business. And I said, do not listen to them. This will come back. You just have to ride the cycle. And if she'd listened to the accountant, that business wouldn't exist right now. And it's going to yeah. do 15 plus million this year. And my point with that is that sometimes we're in act two of our story, act one, act two, act three. If you're in the middle of act two and you know, I'm a great movie guy. So like it, act yeah. two is when it all goes crap and it all goes horrible. Yeah. 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 I'd say I'm here. Right. If you're in the middle of act two, it's not the time to quit. Right. It's no. the time to hunker down, stay tough, get through to act two. Because when act three rolls around, that's the comeback story. Yeah. And that's the bit that everyone will go, oh, you are so lucky or you were a genius or you were so smart to hang in yeah. there. It's like, no, sometimes, do you know what? You just have to hang in there long enough for act two to become act three. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's not glamorous. It's not pretty. It was emotional. There were lots of tears during the, the, the year and a half of that was all going on. And there was, you know, it's hard, really hard when your business goes from 5 million to like a hundred thousand. It's brutal. Right. Yeah. But what you do is you become a better leader in that process. And I said to her, what you didn't realize that at that particular point, the universe had a plan for you. And the plan was to make you a leader that was capable of running a 20 million pound business and you weren't ready. And what mm -hmm. it did was it toughened you up for 18 months to two years to become somebody who could lead with compassion and a heart, but also was strategically, you know, you were resilient enough to take what you're going to need to be to run a 20 million pound business. Yeah. And that's what it, that was really, that was her, that was her two years of leveling up as a leader. Cause that's what she did. And she went on leadership courses and she invested in loads of that kind of stuff and became an incredible leader. So that now guess what? Now the business is bouncing back. She's capable of handling it. Mm. And it's like, you have to have that vision of, Okay, who do I need to be next on the journey? Like, not what do I need to do, but who do I need to become? What do I need to believe? Right? How do I need to behave? All of that is the difference that makes the difference. Because there's the strategies you can learn, but who you become on the journey or who you decide to, who you decide to become on the journey is actually where that's where the real difference is. In my experience, that's where that's where a coach adds massive value. That's where somebody who's been there before and goes, listen, this will pass. 
<laughs> and it doesn't feel like it right now, but this will pass. This horrible bit you're in the middle of, it does pass. It does get better. I can point to you at other people who've been there before and have been through this and have come out the other side. It does pass. Just just follow the process. The storm does eventually pass. But it, I think if you've, if you've not been around people who've, who are able to give you that perspective and only look at the data for today, this yeah. week, this month, which is what accountants tend to do, mm. you know, it, they tend to look backwards and go, oh, you shouldn't carry on with this because they're not visionary. They don't see, they don't see the future and they don't understand trends by and large, right? Because they're backward looking because everything is data is backward. And I think that's where a really good coach and mentor can say, listen, I can, I can see where you're going and I can see the future and I've got, or not the future, but I can see the journey. And then I'm, because I can see the journey, I know where you are on it and I can guide you on that journey. It's your journey. Let's be clear. It's not, it's not, it's never mine. I'm on my own journey. It's different to yours, but I can understand the stage that you're at and what you need at this stage to get to the next journey, but you've got to do the work. You're going to need to become a better marketer or a better leader or a better team player or whatever it is. You've, that's the work of really becoming an entrepreneur. It's to work on that. Mm-hmm. How do you become that person? Which is why, like in our framework, we always talk about level up first. You have to level up first as a leader before you'll get the team around you that you need for the next level. Agreed, hundred percent. And on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Tell, <laughs> I think tell, did I did I answer your question at the very beginning? I think I did. I hope I did. <laughs> yes, you did. I did. Yes, you did. So on, um, just to wrap this up, tell us, um, Paul, how, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well, the good news is. Um, uh, my name is fairly unusual, which is lucky, isn't it? Right. So Paul Avens is quite unusual. So if you Google Paul Avens, you can find me at paulavens.com. Uh, LinkedIn, I post pretty much content every day, share videos on there. So you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I'm on there dropping uh, content as well, you know, just to help everybody on this scale up journey. So either go connect with me on LinkedIn um, or go to paulavens.com and you can find out all about the coaching programs and the things that we do to help entrepreneurs go on that seven figure scale up journey. You know, so yeah, I'd love to connect with you. Um, reach out. Yeah be great fantastic so if you are listening to us on the podcast the links for paul would be in the show notes and if you're watching on youtube then down below in the description section no, description section let me get words out there um, we'll have the links for him too do do click on it do check him out like i said he's my mentor and somebody that i've you know sort of connected with and the universe sort of brought us together because I, you know i was looking for somebody who could help me scale up my business and i'm a seven figure business you know going on to eight and in a, a nine and beyond so if you are one of those entrepreneurs could do connect with them and see how he can help you build your business but thank you so much today paul it's been a fascinating conversation we have to continue with this and we'll do this in money talkies but today thank you so much uh, absolute privilege and uh, i hope everybody got value out of it and look forward to hearing about your successful seven-figure journey and um, hopefully get to connect at some point soon but thanks ever so much for the opportunity i really appreciate it Wonderful. And thank you for listening to me and Paul today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, 
from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.